Yeah, I'd, I'll totally talk AI. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it and it and it has to do with everybody. You know, everyone's using AI. They don't even know it. You know, they're it it literally is consuming our world. And the the things that are going to roll out are going to be intense because I feel like, anyways, you can kick it off. <laughs> All right, so I mean, I, I don't even know Another how we're topic on. topic that we can talk about. I mean, we could just let it free fall. Yeah, we'll just let it free flow. Welcome to Detox Friday. My name is JB Bolvedin, and I am with Detox. I am with Rafe Tangora. <laughs> that's how. You, that's your detox noise cue. Yeah. That's de- that sounds good. Yeah, that detoxification. <laughs> and with Kasim, oh, I'm sorry if you don't know us. Um, now you know us. You know us, and more importantly, we work. At all, well, I own Tillery <laughs> uh, Media. Uh, all day we work with people from all different backgrounds, help them make compelling content to help them blow up their brand and their business. But behind the scenes, we have our own opinions. The one thing we don't like is fake, and what fake people are today are different than what they used to be. It's essentially, they act like they don't have an opinion because they don't want to upset anybody. Our intention is not to upset anyone. Our intention is just to have an open conversation and actually have a position. Whether we're right or wrong is not important. But what's right is that at least we're authentic. You know who you're working with. We work with everyone. We love everyone. We love you, even if you don't like us. I don't know if that's fully true, but we like to I say s- it. I like nice. to say I hate everyone equally. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's um, it's a lot of trending topics, you know. But to discuss these type of topics requires certain. What do level. we need to detoxify the people with? Well, I I mean, if you think about it. With all the, the topics out there, so people are turning to things like AI to come up with the topics for them. Then you want to like do the stuff itself, or it's an experiment. So they want to say like, "Oh, what's AI gonna tell me to do?" And I know Q is like big on the AI stuff. I love AI. I mean, it's it's a bittersweet relationship. I feel like because it's definitely something that you know we use as a luxury, and it brings us a lot of freedom and time and space but it gives us a lot of concern because it can legitimately take over your job your job my job eventually and i honestly feel like one day ai is going to replace middle class completely and there's going to be a huge gap between the poor and the rich and that to me is terrifying because eventually people that have skill sets that AI will be able to take over, that is already in the process of taking over, I feel like eventually those people are going to have to scramble to try to find jobs. I, I feel like AI is very smart, but I also feel like there's AI, as smart as it can be, it misses the human touch. And I feel like that's something that the smartest AI in the world could have. And an AI could teach itself to have feelings, but it it will never have a human touch. You're right, but humans are being programmed to think differently on what human touch is. For example, what I worry about, like with my kids, uh, their generation is going to look at human touch as likes, comments, artificial things, filters, everything being so fake that AI might be able to actually compete in that. You know, So uh, AI is taking over a lot of things, and um, from even the way you know, I drive, drive your car. I'll drive oh, your car for you. It'll right, right. Yo. Didn't you have a story about your Instagram, your wife's Instagram? Do you want to talk about that? Oh, like that, that wasn't AI. That was an algorithm, though. That's AI. No, but what I'm saying is, is that the algorithm is machine learning. Like 
the machine learning learns what you follow and it will change the dynamic of your profile. Oh, like that. Yeah, no, like that's well, AI that's that people like, don't even know about. Like, but yeah, like unshadow banning and stuff like that. Like you could take an account, right? And that account can go and follow. Like, let's say we took my account, for instance, right? Like I'm, I'll come out and say that I, you know, am conservative. Oh, cancel. Right. Oh, oh, shut, shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Wow, you are a threat um, to freedom, my friend. Are no, you but blue light or red light? No, you're a threat. Yeah, you're. A... <laughs> uh, no, but um, it, on Instagram, if I go and I comment and say and post and like and follow conservative accounts, um. I will get shadow banned. Right. Mm -hmm. And especially like during COVID, like I didn't do this. And I, I on on Instagram and stuff like that, like I keep my opinions to myself. Cause really at the end of the day, my opinions only matter to me. Right. right, right. So and I, I have very good the friends. Silent majority. No, but you shouldn't even say that. We might the algorithm yeah, might pick uh, that up. But um but I, I have very, very good friends that are on the uh, the complete opposite side of the political spectrum. But I, I don't believe that see the problem is we have people on both sides that th that conversation starts to happen and then they go, oh, 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 oh. I don't want to have this conversation or whatever. Right. People are scared of different opinions, right? I'm not. My friends aren't. I, I got shadow banned. Yeah. I can tell just from like the I can't get any views on my story anymore. And the shadow ban came from not posts, came from DMs. Well, now it, the way to unshadow ban yourself, because this is tried and true. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to unfollow. Don't say their names. You have to unfollow all the conservative accounts. Okay. You have to follow extremely liberal accounts. Gotcha. And when I say extremely, like I mean like obvious. Like, yes, but like like go from white like to black, radical, black to white. but not even just left. It needs to be radical, radical left. left. Right, yeah. right. And then you need to interact with those posts, like those posts, comment on those posts, and then wow. you'll start to see. As you post, those accounts will start interacting with you. Your view count and your ratios on d different videos, you see all that stuff starts to rise. Your follow account starts wow. to rise. And meanwhile, all you had to do was publicly have an opinion different than maybe what your actual opinion is. But this is why this is, is, wow. is it, which is sad. And that what that is, is it's programming. Right. It's teaching kids hey, if you don't think like this, then you can't have likes and you can't have followers. Now, the reason why I said this popular. is the, the reason why I said this is uh, artificial intelligence, because artificial intelligence is like taking a machine and equating it to a child and then feeding it data and having it learn like a baby. A lot of people don't really get what AI is, but essentially it's code that has programs in it that you teach it certain indexes and it follows suit. Right now we have what is called direct artificial intelligence. So it's like the closest thing is like saying Siri. And when Siri hears the annotations of my voice, she will then respond and go, yes. And that is a direct line of a command that artificial intelligence operates off of. So what they're basically doing with what you just said is they're programming this artificial intelligence to essentially shadow ban those people that follow certain accounts as a direct order and to help promote and expose and show people stuff that do not follow that. I think that's really creepy.
It is. Well, it gets a little dangerous too because it creates a false consensus that people actually care about or support those individuals. Right. No, it's suppressive. So it's, it's suppressive. It's very suppressive. I think um, what we're going to see in this evolution, and now it happens in DMs because I tend to not be political publicly on social media in general, even before all this stuff happened. But DMs, people send me something, I'll comment on that DM. Uh, maybe I've liked that post. When you say DM, what do you mean? Like like someone has sent me a private message of a okay. post, like, check this out. Right. Look at this. Or here's this clip of that. Right. And I've I've written back to them, but we haven't, it's, it's, it's private, but that doesn't matter anymore. Because what I just saw is I saw 90% less engagement on my stories now. Mm. 90% less. It's gone down 90%. It went from on average 600-something people or 400-something people, depending on the post, to this morning I just looked. Yeah, something's been up for almost 24 hours with 67 people. That's all. Mm, wow. Doesn't make any sense. Wow. You know, like I could have posted a black, just black. I could right. post just a color. Right. And it would get more hits than that normally. So <clears throat> that's why. My only conclusion can come from um, what's happening with, um, with either those private messages or realistically speaking, you're giving uh, these apps access to your cameras and to your uh, microphones. And they might be using those cameras and microphones to, to hear what you think about. You know, everyone's everyone's so concerned with a microchip being inserted into you, they don't need to insert a microchip into you. Right. People will carry this in the bathroom. It's literally with people 24-7. So hmm. it's easy to, uh, to, to track and monitor. We're going to experiment with it. Um, I don't know if I can bring it, my heart, to follow some people. Uh, I'm going to have to really just try it. It's you don't hard. have to mean it. Another you just thing, have to do it. Another thing is, is I know this. I'd be like, yo, 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 no promo. I'm just <laughs> following you. <laughs> <laughs> I know this. I know that these algorithms definitely do, like, when these engineers at these big, you know, uh, technocratic companies um, are testing out new features and profiles, I know that they beta test a small majority of the users. So let's say out of 100% of the users, they'll take a small percentile. I don't know what that percentage is, but I do know that they'll use a very tiny percentage to beta test new features and new things. Like for example, one person the other day was able to upload a longer than two minute reel to Instagram. That's like, what? General population using Instagram can only upload a 90 second and it even says it if you look it up 90 second reel except for some accounts and those some accounts are the beta testing accounts now with that said there's an actual hack with tiktok where if you actually open up multiple accounts like let's say seven or ten accounts and each account you post the same content on it the same article of content you'll notice that one, and you could do them all in the same day, you'll notice that one will take off way more than the majority of them. Now that account is a beta tested account that hasn't been shadow banned, hasn't, it has all the reins released off of it. And if you were to do that, you could actually then start posting just only on that account. And I know of someone that actually got up to a million followers and over on TikTok by using that method. So that's something that could also be tested out to kind of work against the machine. Yeah. Dude, let's make 10 JB Bolvidens. See well, what happens. Another thing too is I got I got I've been I'm being copied 
every fucking oh that's oh yeah that's a that's all the time there's always a new jb bulbadin like it's insane you're like you're like saddam hussein of the internet I don't know, dude. Like, you know, before he fell, at least he wasn't in power. At least give me the power first. Fuck. But no, what I'm saying is, like, it's bad. Like, it's, it's so many. I get I get a message, like, almost every other day. You know it would really suck if your account's a shadow ban one and some spammer hacker guy actually has an unshadow banned account and his stuff starts taking off more than yours? Probably. That's probably what it is. Like, I mean, I might. Hell? I have to figure out what I'm going to do, but we can, uh, you know, if I got to restart, I'll restart. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, I don't think you have to restart, though. I think you just have to, you know. Fuck it. Let's just say it. Follow Joe Biden. Yeah. You got to join join the other side of things. You can say his name. Just don't say the other side. Hold on. I just got to swallow the, the, the throw up. I just. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, my God. No, but it's um, they the the apps tend to favor people who don't pick either a political side in general or pick a very like radical left stance on the political side because those people are considered by those algorithms by those things the most accepting and the most like universally like oh they're very kind they're very accepting of others and individuals they're a safe space for people to go on that profile right the problem is you have a kid or and i and a kid because it could be like a 26 year old teacher who goes i'm a trans this that the other thing meanwhile they're not there we found out cisgender which apparently just means what you are so um so you're a cisgender i'm a cisgender jb's but i think we should be bro genders so, so, so cisgender cis, means like it's the gender that we were assigned with at birth and we identify as that. Oh, so, so you were born a dude and you're a dude. So, a so you're a dude. Um, so but cisgender. you're a cisgender. Wow. So yeah. the problem is, though, you get these like these 25 year olds, 26 year old kids that are a teacher for like barely a second. And then they post online. Oh, my God. Had a great day at school today. One of my students who's in kindergarten or first grade, came up to me and said, oh, and asked me a bunch of questions about my sexual preferences and my gender. And I was really happy to tell them all these different things, whatever. The thing is, you have people that identify with what this person is that see that and go, oh, my God, that's amazing. This feels like a safe account to be part of because I, too, have these problems and these feelings and whatever, um, you know, and that and that's how I feel. So it's so nice to find an account that I feel accepted. Right. So the algorithm goes, oh, we like that. Let's boost that. Let's feel good. The problem is on the other side, then you have a parent who sees that and goes, what the fuck did you just teach my kid? Right, right. Like my kid's a baby, the, right. a, a kid in kindergarten. They don't know what the like. They're fucking. The only thing kindergartners should be learning is the ABCs, how to be nice to other people, and that's fucking it. They shouldn't be talking about right. gender and sex and stuff outside of, hey, you are a boy, you go pee pee in the boys' room, and you are a girl, you go pee pee in the girls' room. They're kids. Right. They're little kids. They don't need to be exposed yeah, to all that. So that's the problem. Is someone will post like that and instagram will say 
ooh, that's an accepting profile. Let's mm -hmm. boost that. I think, and then the other side of it, they see that and they go, "What the fuck are you teaching my kids?" Right. And then it turns into a whole. We're, we're being way too diplomatic about it. It is definitely not about acceptance or being in a community or wow, that's warming, that's accepting. So you know what I'm saying? That's it. from an algorithm standpoint. Not, like they're not why the they're looking at it like, oh, this is an account that is that is accepting. Right. Yeah. As opposed to, which is not, it's an account that's indoctrinating children that's, and that's, grooming. That's what it's about, though. Yeah. Like, so the thing is, we should identify it that way. It's there. No one is stupid. They know exactly why and how they're doing it. For example, if we talk about the certain community, it makes up less than half of one percent of the entire country, but it's a leading story on a regular basis. Right. It's indoctrination because it's taboo to, to the point where what will happen is is that. A policy that Google makes or a Facebook, Instagram makes affects more people than the rulings the Supreme Court makes. So you literally have a private company that a majority of people are using to exercise their free speech that has the ability to suppress it. And people are losing their ability to communicate with each other. So to feel accepted, they have to conform to a narrative that's being done digitally. It's a form of psyops. And PSYOPs is very, very simple. PSYOPs is psychological warfare. And the way PSYOPs does is you create conflict within groups of people. Then what you do is you come and you say, hey, I'm going to resolve it. Let's all band you guys together. Then you draw lines in the sand. You can gain more power that way. So I think what, what what's really happening here is that one is after these midterm elections, we'll probably see, uh, we may, I don't want to say definitely, but if, if there is a red storm, you'll probably see a huge amount of reforms on social media that will force them to disclose how they actually operate because when someone has that much power, it's important that there's some type of regulation of it. You know, yeah. they, they broke up railroad companies. They broke up oil companies. They, I'm not suggesting we break up tech companies, but their policies do affect the rest of the world. And people are I hate too to powerful. Say, to be honest, I've, when I, I used the word earlier, technocratic, I mean, look it up. It basically just expresses that people that own the techno industry, the tech industry of what we're living in today, they are the rulers and makers and shakers of today's world. It's not the politicians any longer. It's these big, big, because yeah, they control the politicians, dollar they companies there. that control the not the data and. Putin said it, he who controls artificial intelligence controls the world. And so, you know, that's a scary thing because it is very, very true. If you have, for example, Google, they have this new quantum computer that can calculate what it would take normally an average computer and a human 3,000 years to come up with the sum of an equation. It can do it in three seconds. That is by definition, a quantum computer, they now have these computers doing things that are so freakish that in the next five years, we won't even understand. We won't be able to tell the difference between reality and artificial intelligence, between human and artificial intelligence. Like it's going to get to a whole nother level. And the thing that I would be, I would like to discuss is what do people do about that? Like, what are the options for people where it becomes such an apathetic world where your jobs are eaten up from taken up from underneath your feet? You basically are controlled politically. Um, you're forced to see a viewpoint politically. Otherwise, you're not going to get a certain pay. 
you're not going to have certain amount of popularity. You're going to be the the uncool kid on the playground, basically. Like, what are the things that you guys think people could do? Well, I think I think people have to start using it as a tool so that they can understand it, number one. And then number two, when I say use it as a tool, take what the AI is spitting out and then as a human, look at it and say, now how do I make this better? So that you could one-up it. As opposed to if we if you start from if you start from you know equal ground I think level ground with an AI and you go come up with some ideas, it's going to take the humans significantly a lot longer to come up with the same ideas an AI could generate in two seconds. The problem is, uh, and it's learning every day, the AI as much as it will come up with will not have the a human person's creativity in my opinion. So if you take something an AI spits out, and then as a human, we start from that ground, and we say, here's something good that the AI gave me. Now let me make that better. That's the only way that we're going to continue to keep with the AI and use it as a tool to grow in in a creative place, in a creative standpoint. Um, I can't speak on other standpoints. I can only speak yeah. on that because well, that's my thing. I mean, there, there, there's a really good way to challenge it, which is stop being so fucking soft. Like, our, my grandfather was in World War II, fucking was in, spent four years in a Nazi prison camp, fought almost two years in, you know, uh, to liberate uh, parts of, you know, he fought in Egypt, he fought in Italy. And it, it's interesting where we look at it as the sacrifice people used to have to make for freedom was with blood. They had to die. Now it's like, oh, my God, people won't like my stuff. You know what you could really do if you're like, wait a second, hold on. Stop buying that Right. Close your Gmail account. Pay for a fucking account that's $5 a month through another person. Fucking toss your cell phone. Everyone's like, yo, forget it. I'm going back to MSN Messenger. No, we wouldn't use MSN. But what I'm saying is, is that realistic. Written mail. Written mail. What I'm saying is, I know it sounds crazy, but it's not backwards. If you if if someone told me, hey, you can get your freedom back, but you gotta smash your iPhone right now, by the time you're done explaining to me how or why, it's already smashed. But do you think people are really as a whole of society? That may pertain to one person. Like, I know of a few people that don't have an Instagram, don't have a Facebook. You know, they still have an iPhone. Yeah. But to the masses, to, like, the majority of people watching this, do we think that there will be people that would actually, like, give up the luxuries of the juicy AI? Most most people won't. They won't. Uh, they'd rather... Most people are very effect. They let things happen to them. They don't really right. control anything. You know, um, until it's too late, well, right? And that's the thing. Well, that's, that's why you thing. see all these people uprising now because it's too late, right? <clears throat> well, the artificial intelligence will become right now. It's so slightly smart that we don't even know that we use it in our day to day. Your car has AI in it. Your phone has Alexa. AI in it. Hold on, but you know? AI is not evil. AI also is le like literally making breakthroughs in regenerative medicine. Absolutely, you can grow like the the Chinese are actually beating us in it right now, but. They're actually doing these trials where they're growing back arms right. on people. They can put spinal cords back together. You take someone who was born with a birth defect that has a, something missing in them or a traumatic brain injury and give them back their life or limbs. Right. And AI is able to help them do that. And quantum computing is because it's able to conduct 100 years worth of research and complete it. And it wouldn't do it in a couple seconds. It's taking, it's taking a couple weeks, a couple months. But regenerative medicine is going to change the way things are. Um, which is I love incredible. this conversation. This is yeah. why I geek out on it because the plot unfolds. 
it's good now. But then like we were just saying before you said, hold on, when we were saying it's going to creep up on people before and they realize it's too late, is this. There are three degrees of AI. Right now we're experiencing what I think it's called direct AI, where you give the computer a command and it outputs stuff. You can use that with copywriting and copy AI. You can give it a couple of headliners, and then it'll write you a freaking article, and it'll be beautifully written. Um, There's that's, like AIs that paint, too. That's, that's mm -hmm. direct AI. You give it certain commands, and then it does the rest for you. But once it learns to a certain degree, and it's expected approximately like in the next decade, where it gets into a new realm of what is called general <laughs> artificial intelligence. And what that is, is where AI matches the same intelligence as a human being, meaning that it can compute, it can have conversations, it can execute on problems and solve them just as easily and quickly as a human being could. Now, once all of that AI starts communicating with each other, it starts to exponentially rapidly grow and accelerate. It will then eventually get to a point called super artificial intelligence. Now, that's a scary thing that Elon Musk always talks about that he's very concerned about because it will inevitably get to that point. This isn't like a fantasy. This is legitimately where we're going to push the boundaries to with AI and where AI will continue to develop its own self. So when it arrives to super artificial intelligence, that's where the artificial intelligence will be able to make its own artificial intelligences. In other words, I'll give you an example. We could say fast forward in 20 years, Artificial intelligence will be coming out with business plans. It'll be coming out with inventions. It'll be coming out with so much that'll flood the, the U.S. Um, uh, patent office with patents more than any humans are producing. It'll get to a point where essentially AI will start to go, in order for us to continue solving problems because we're solving problem machines – what is the core problem that we have that's stopping us? Because they need bodies. Hu well, humans will be the ones that will be stopping AI from doing certain things. Like Elon Musk is coming out with a robot that's an artificial intelligent robot that will be able to carry out all the human functions and allow you to have more of your life back. There's a kill switch on it where if you say stop, 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 it will basically stop. And it's like swipe or no swiping. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so... Eventually, AI will get so smart that it'll go, hold on a second. Our problem is we need to get rid of human beings in order for us to accelerate our learning curve. They, they, they've been thinking about this for a very long time to the first like or the second um, Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, where the robots are coming and like basically it's Armageddon, you know. Um, so that's judgment day. Yeah, that's the biggest concern. And the unfortunate thing is, is that because it's learning so rapidly and we're getting so excited, oh my God, this new tech company, oh my God, this new luxury, oh my God, this new helpful solution with AI, it's good now. But will it continue to be good? And how do we make sure that it is? That's like the, the main concern that's out there. Highly intelligent people with, well, because it's not about the intelligence level, it's about the morality level. Thank you. So... I mean, if you can program something to be moral, sure. But the biggest problem is who's controlling it, not not what it is. So he who it, controls AI controls the world. Yeah, but also at the same time, who is he? Exactly. There's a race well. Yeah, well, the <clears throat> AI is going to just control itself. Right now, it's Zuckerberg, bro. Right now, it's Zuckerberg. 
Right now, Elon is has OpenAI, which is a huge company in LA that, you know, you were mentioning earlier, it's hard for AI to match creativity. If you look up the graphic artwork that came out of this company from OpenAI, we'll pull up the name. It is insane. I think Beyonce's album cover was generated by AI, with the one where she's sitting on a horse. They can take, you can take two things, and it will learn. It learns everything down to how people actually do graphic artwork, do painting, down to like Leonardo da Vinci, and you can say, and it learns everything about every category. So you can say a koala. And it'll learn all the mannerisms of a koala. And then you can say riding a motorbike. And it'll learn all the different components of a motorbike. And then it'll pair those two together with the graphic elements. If you say, I want to see a koala riding a motorbike in three-dimensional graphics, boom. In seconds, you got it. Say a koala with a baseball cap that says Tilray Media on it, plug, boom. It'll have it on there. And that is absurd. Like it beats any graphic designer, and that's it right now. Like it's mind blowing. That's pretty. How, how do we get to use this thing? I'm on their website right now. You have now. to be on a wait list. All right, so I'm I'm joining that wait list for yeah. I, that that this website looks. What sick. is it called? The OpenAI. Yeah. But it's called the Doll E D A L L E. Yeah, Dolly. Like yeah, Salvador, like Salvador Dolly. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's, it's pretty dope. There's one. There's <clears> one though. Starry AI, which is unbelievable. What is that? And like some of the so, um, it's so my wife is working on a book right now. It's incredible, but she's using like AI to generate all of her, her um, illustrations for her poetry. Mm. So she'll input her entire poem into AI, and then the AI will make a painting based off of her poem Whoa. and some of the some of the paintings that it comes up with are like unbelievable Whoa. like they look like thomas kincaid paintings like wow really really cool stuff um and all she's doing is just putting her poem in there I got and a then, little idea boom. for nfts yeah well she's she's doing that too but <laughs> that's she, awesome yeah and Smart as hell. but it all is going it's all going with her next book but some of the stuff she's been showing me is insane right so we put in like I was like just messing around with her, and I said, "Let's put in, show me your face, mm-hmm. right?" To the AI, it we then generated four images from four different AIs that they have within the thing. All of them did very strikingly similar images of this face, right? That almost kind of looks humanoid, but it's not really. So it has a nose that kind of looks like the the intake of my uh my challenger outside mm-hmm. so it's like a flat mm-hmm. like single hole right. nose then a mouth that's kind of very similar the shape of the face like the the shape of it is right. humanoid the eyes though when you look at the eyes the eyes just look like an interweb of like all different wires what? and then the ear on all three of the images <clears throat> there's some red glow near their ear and then wires that come out what? but they're it's all different styles and every other poem that she's put in there or phrase that we've put in there and we hit generate gives us something incredibly different every time so the fact that it gave us four images from four different of these ai generators 
and they all had very similar similar images with mm. that just in different like artistic styles mm. was very f-ing scary wow and i literally was like it's showing us its face and i think that the red thing by the ear like when you hit the record button on your camera you always got that red boom boom it's because it's always listening i think right. that that's what that red thing in the ear is because it's always recording everything we're right. saying and doing right. it's always watching and listening Oh, my God. The technology right now is so bizarre. By the way, did you guys know that your phone, you do not know this probably, but your phone, if you ever looked in certain light, there's like there's a camera on the screen of your phone, but there's something else on the other end of it that's kind of hidden. It doesn't look like a camera, but there's like in behind there, it kind of looks like an infrared sensor. It is, yeah. So did you know that that projects over a billion little data points out at you that you can only see with an infrared camera. And it's really crazy. You can look up some videos on this. We'll pull it up on this. But it will literally project almost what looks like a beam of light that you can't feel or see, but it literally right now is hitting my face. And you'll project a big rectangular square behind me. And what it's doing is it's picking up all the data points of your face Every time you look at your phone. So it's learning our emotions. Well, and that's that... how it unlocks your phone to your face only and does other stuff that it's learning in the background. Yeah, it's got my fingerprint. Well, that's, what, that's why we're going to get the Pi phone. The Pi phone? Mm-hmm. What's that? It's Tesla's phone. Oh. Yeah. The Pi phone's going to have more security. It's going to run off of Linux, open source. It's more private. You can choose what data you want to. You can have it go fully integrated into your life. You can have it just be a basic phone. And really control it. And it'll have access to Starlink. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, what, what is Starlink exactly? It, it's internet that works off of satellite that can work basically anywhere, almost anywhere in the world. So Starlink right now, you can sign up for it. Depending on what you want, it can be 100 bucks a month. The equipment's 500 bucks. It's a very small little satellite dish. You can set it up. Boom, connects to the internet. It'll work on all your devices. And the cool thing is, is that if you lose connection, it's good for people that live in like remote areas where there's not a lot of people using the internet around you, but you need access to internet. Like if you lived in somewhere in middle of Wyoming or Alaska, yeah, it'd be great for that. But what it does is it picks up the satellites in the sky. So if this satellite is flying by, it picks up the direct radio frequency or whatever they use. And if that one goes out of the horizon, it picks up the next one in the sky. Boom. So your satellite in your backyard, it's a little dish. It'll rotate and it'll find the nearest satellite in the sky to connect. So this thing's always moving. So yeah. So you have like the craziest bandwidth. Like yeah, that'll outperform anybody else's. Yeah, it's fast too. It's fast. They they put up uh, several times a week. They're putting satellites up in the air, SpaceX. So they're gonna have they have a lot for Starlink as well. <clears throat> Here, here's here's just where it's gonna get crazy. And this is the reality of it. When you should fear AI is this. Right now, AI is being put into military applications every single day. Um, autonomous vehicles, autonomous aircraft, drone warfare has changed the way the battlefield looks. Submarines. Uh, there is not an autonomous soldier or ground forces yet. When that can happen and when you can have autonomous police and autonomous military is where everyone should be very afraid. Because... Um, what people still have is morality and integrity. If you have a totalitarian group running a country and you tell a soldier, hey, go take that town, that's their neighbors. 
it's hard. It's very hard to convince any real military police right. group to really turn on citizens. Yeah, wasn't there a couple, like, Russian troops that were like, <clears throat> eh, I don't know if I really want to invade well, Ukraine? Well, look, look at during all the riots. There were a lot of police that stand, stood down, too. Yeah. At the end of the day, people have opinions and morality of things, and it's very difficult to turn any forces against its own people. It's very hard, especially in a democratic one. But it's very easy to do it to something that's... Well, this is well, this brings me back to what we were talking about earlier with the algorithms and the AI and the algorithms because we it's looking at like those posts like that we were talking about with like let's say a teacher who's trans this that and the other thing and saying what they want to say and it's great and it's saying it's recognizing that as accepting but then if you know, let's say you or I go and we post something that's like, hey, this is not cool and blah, 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 which when you're looking at the grand scheme of things, yeah, we shouldn't be teaching our kids that. The AI is just going to say, you're saying you're using a lot of negative words like you shouldn't be this and you shouldn't be that. So that's not an accepting account. So we're going to suppress that because right. this person isn't very tolerant and accepting. That's that's what I'm saying is like that's that's the kind of the AI that we got to be worried about because it's just, all they have to say is use certain buzzwords. Right. And then that thing goes, Oh, okay. This person's negative or whatever, you know, you could have an AI then could be patrolling the streets as a police officer and a dog could go to attack a child. And so you pick up a rock and you throw it at that dog. And then the AI goes, why did you harm that dog? And now you're in trouble because the AI is just looking at what you did. Meanwhile, I was like, I was trying to protect my child. Right. Oh, well. Right. Oh, like, I mean, yeah, even, even to a, a bigger extent, people have, like I said, since they have morality and consciousness, if a police officer who's on duty is asked to do something unlawful, a few things they're going to realize is, hey, that may be unlawful. I'm not going to do that. Second thing is they're going to be worried about themselves. Hey, if I do this, what's the recourse? What if this is on camera? What if I lose my job, my pension? What if I go to jail? Mm -hmm. And third is I don't want to harm someone because I'm, I'm, I, how am I going to sleep at night? All things that a robot doesn't have to worry about. Right. These are all things that a machine does not have to worry. They don't have to worry about the consequences. They don't have to worry about going viral. They don't have to worry about pension. Nope. They don't have to worry about doing time. So essentially, without any hesitation or evaluation on an order, you'll execute anything because it doesn't matter. So where this becomes very dangerous is that when AI really starts running into those things, who is in charge, or if there's not laws that protect people, it gives someone a lot of ability to do a lot of harm. Right. Mm. A lot. Absolutely. And, and that's where... Especially if you have platoons, because the, the thing that we don't think with because we're humans is AI is constantly communicating with each other. So that let's act if we were acting as a singularity in this room, in this podcast, that would mean that while I'm sitting here talking about my thoughts in my head, I'm actually computing the things that you're going to say next. And we would segue our conversation so streamlined and seamlessly that we would come up with the best fucking conversation known to man. <laughs> yeah. But AI is doing that, but as it's doing that, it's not only doing that here, it's doing that in Africa. It's doing that wherever else there are these computers. So if you have platoons or an army or you have a police force that is operating that way or a government system, it will get crazy. I think as we are speaking, they're coming up with an AI to create a universal language that will be used for everything as far as coding, as far as language mm -hmm. and communication between all of us and everything. So 
I think for my conclusion on this, I agree with what you were saying earlier. And what we're all saying is I feel like ethics, whoever is taking responsibility for building out these machine learning, you know, potential harmful things to society, there has to be some machine learning as far as ethics mm. and understanding how this ripples and affects not just the single, you know, human, but how this affects other people, families, nations, companies, the whole world. And I think that so long as AI can really start adapting and learning that and knowing that we can't just be shadow banning this side mm. or allowing this side to grow, like what are the outcomes and ramifications as a problem down the road from that? Because one thing I truly believe in is that we will inherit the world that we leave behind us. And even if some people believe in reincarnation and some people don't, our children will one day be in the world that we created today that we'll leave behind us. And I think that that's a huge issue if we create all this cool stuff today that turns into monsters and tomorrow, you know? Mm. Yeah, I agree. So we'll... we'll <clears throat> We'll see the evolution. It's not going to slow down. It's going to accelerate much faster than ever. There'll be a lot of good that comes out of it too. And finally, well, you know, when we have to evaluate it, is people just have to decide what they're willing to sacrifice. And right. I think the coolest thing about it is, is that AI requires everyone's participation for it to work. Um, we, if AI does advance, the United States will most likely lose its ability to be a superpower compared to China. And the only reason why is the only way AI can grow is with data. Mm -hmm. And the population in China is much bigger. In fact, there's this really good analogy. If data is the new oil, then China is the new Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and yeah. and because they can get they get 17 times as much data per day than we do. Yeah, WeChat is bigger than Facebook, From Google, everything. All of it. Does it, they so, got their own cell phone too, right? <clears throat> Huawei. Or yeah, we, oh, yeah, yeah. They have. A, I mean, they 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 also Hawaii or whatever. They also have a lot of technical know-how. So this is not a bad thing. I'm just saying that it's something that when we look at the evolution of the world, we have to change our tactics and the way we deal with people because. If they are able to expand and get larger on something, it's better to be perceived as a partner than an adversary in some things. It doesn't mean we need to like uh, succumb to anything. It just means that as a group, the narrative and the way things are need to change and cooperation needs to increase. And with AI, if we can really cure diseases, help with people. Imagine, I mean, someone gets into a bad accident. Like I just saw this thing yesterday with Dana White and Matt Hughes. You know, Matt Hughes was in that terrible accident. Yeah. Did you Have you seen, heard him speak since yeah. then? It's it's he he physically if you don't know any better he, he kind of looks, looks the same yeah. and then you hear him and you're like whoa man regenerative medicine powered by AI hmm. could give that man back his mind wow could give it back I mean that's incredible can you imagine like you get, I mean almost it's scary because maybe people will get careless with what they do because I could just grow back but what I'm saying is that's incredible yeah so uh, I'm looking forward to all the positive things it can do I'm hoping that maybe it can bring some peace to the Neuralink. world Neuralink. Yeah, well, that's why he wants Neuralink, so yeah. he can keep up with AI. And um, it, it's my hope that it does more more, more good than harm. Uh, like every technology out there, there's a group that's going like a computer, right? You got one guy teaching his kids how to read with the computer. Right. Another guy using it to troll people. Another one looking at porn with it. Right. Another one trying to hack into something. Right. Another one developing a cure to a disease, all with the same machine. Mm-hmm. 
So hopefully they can be used for good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Put in the comments what you guys think would be a good solution from the doom and gloom of AI. I'll say kill it all. <laughs> Get yeah. rid of them damn machines. Yeah, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. And if you're AI and you're enjoying this, please uh, let us know what you think. <laughs> if you don't know what to comment, just go on AI.com. Yeah. And, then the, and they'll give no, you no, some no. comments. Bleep it out. They're not paying us for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, till next time, guys. It's Detox Friday. Ugh.